0: Hey sis, does your child need some help with attention, listening, or possibly speech and language development? Well, you're in for a treat because today we're talking to an expert on all the things. Let's dig in. Hey mama, welcome to Keys to Kindergarten Readiness. I'm Shannon Ali, daughter of the king, wife, mom of three littles, and kindergarten readiness expert. I've been where you are. You know your child can excel academically, but you don't know what or how to teach them with your super busy schedule. You're also tired of yelling at your child and wish they would listen to you the first time. I know you deeply desire for your child to have a strong foundation of faith from an early age. I have quick, easy tips on faith, positive parenting, and fun learning. If you're eager for your child to go from being underprepared to being more than ready for kindergarten, grab your favorite pen in your notebook because class is in session. Let's go. So I am changing things up a little bit today. Instead of reading one of our reviews, I'm going to read one of Dina Lynn's reviews. So on her podcast, one of her listeners stated, I only recently learned about how important play is and I am beyond grateful for the way that Dina Lynn shows up and shares encouragement on this topic. It helps me be a better mom, thank you. And that is from Sasha Star Robertson, and that's a review that she left on the the Language of Play podcast. So y'all, I'm just letting you know that you're in for a real treat today. I am excited. Before we get into the interview, I just wanted to remind you, girl, about our free coaching calls, our free smart reading coaching calls. I am here to help you, and I'm still doing it for free. I don't know how much longer this will last, so you'll want to make sure that you book your call. It's easy. You can have video on, video off, that kind of thing, but I'll be working with your child and for a few minutes just to kind of screen and kind of get to, to see what we need to kind of work on, and then I will teach you a strategy or two on how you can start implementing things at home to get your child on the road to reading. All right, there's a link in the show notes, and that you can book your call, your time, all of that good stuff. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you probably know that I am actually a speech language pathologist, and I also have a background in education, certified kindergarten teacher, and just a lot. So, but I don't practice speech pathology as much anymore. I've been focusing more on literacy and kindergarten readiness. But my friend, my new friend, Dina Lynn has been practicing this for, you know, several years, decades, and we're going to get into some of the tips that she has for attention and listening and I believe you're going to get so much value from it. Let's get to it. Dina Lynn is a speech language pathologist of 30 years, y'all. She's got a lot of experience. She's an author, a speaker, and host of the podcast, The Language of Play. Her podcast is ranked in the top 2% globally in the categories of both parenting and kids and family. She fills her most significant roles are mother and grandmother. Welcome to the show, girl. Thank you, Shannon. I'm so glad to be
1: here. It is such an honor to be on your show. You're so, so good sweet. To see you. You're Thank so you.
0: sweet. So I want to know, I I met you through a class and we've connected over our our love of speech, language, pathology, and all of that. Tell our listeners about the title of your podcast, The Language of Play. What does that mean?
1: Thank you for the question. It is a really important concept, I think. Uh, The reason I came to that title was because as we try to teach our children language, I think it's really common that we as parents start to think of what it is that our kids say through the lenses of what we think. Mm -hmm. So if we had approached a certain situation the way they do, then we would be thinking a certain thing and we respond to them in that way but that is never really the case. And I'll give an example. Like if a child is having a a fit because they didn't get something that they want, we might think, man, if I acted that way, I would be like so sad inside because I wanted it so badly. But that's not the way our children think. Their brains are not that developed. So if we can enter the language of play, Then we think about, okay, so if all of our children's lives, what they are doing is they are operating in this imaginary and experimental and discovery mode, which I'm calling play. Mm -hmm. And they are always trying things to see what's going to happen, and that's play. And we are going to wonder about what will happen if, and that's play then let's change our language when our children has have that big temper tantrum or whatever and go also into that curiosity mode and use language that can help us discover, hmm, why are you doing that? Rather than get ruffled feathers.
0: Mm, I like it, I like yeah, it. Yeah, so that
1: the language of play is really also a mindset that we approach our parenting with. We approach the parenting as a discovering who your child is and discover what do they understand at this point? And what don't they understand that they seemed to know yesterday mm-hmm. or they knew it at home, but they didn't seem to know it at grandma's house. And maybe, just maybe, it's not about obedience. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't maybe about obedience. It's about a, a true partial understanding. And so when we, when we can have that mindset, and be playful with them, it tends to diffuse some of those temper tantrums. It tends to diffuse the whole angst within us and them.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we build that connection and communication with our kiddos.
0: Wow. You just drop a lot of gold. It's even practical <laughs> for me because sometimes as parents, we're thinking like, oh, they're just doing this to, you know, get on my nerves or ruffle my feathers. And it's not, there's something deeper going on. There's something in that. And we're communicating in a in the wrong way. We need to, we need to communicate via play. I love it. I love it. Tell, tell our moms, a lot of our moms are, you know, they have preschoolers, three, four, five-year-olds, they're trying to get them ready for kindergarten. What are some of the milestones as far as like speech and language development that our kids should have um, or to know if they have like a delay or anything? thing? Can you just speak on the speech and language development of this age?
1: Sure, that is a loaded question. It's as I know, because you are also a speech language pathologist, so you asked me a question that is like open up and tell me in two sentences what is what is a whole profession. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, like I'm not exactly sure which direction to answer this because I could go a thousand different ways, but let me. Answer it from what I think is probably typical, and that would be, I think, that when parents are wondering, "Hmm, is my child delayed or are they on track?" That's probably where your parents are wondering.
0: Right. Right. And there
1: are charts that help us and confuse us exactly. Uh, Mike, <laughs> and um, I do have some episodes that tell a little bit about those charts, um, but you know the. I think that you can have some basic understanding from those charts if there's sounds that your child isn't getting that they t- that kids typically have at that child's age, or maybe your child has some sounds early that isn't typical. Mm-hmm. But neither of it really is a huge indicator if your child has a speech language delay, because we look at the big picture. And we look at how is it that your child is communicating as a whole? Sometimes sounds are an indicator. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like one is an issue for the preschooler, but not the rest. And, um, you know, if those are the reasons, you know, a lot of times I help parents to know, oh, there's a specific sound problem with the letter K. What do I do? And then I have episodes on things like that, you know, to be able to help our kiddos or our parents help our kiddos. So my role, I want to help parents help their kids.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so
1: in language development, now that's a little bit different because that is like, how well is your child getting a vocabulary? How many words have they strung together? Are they able to form their thoughts in a way that you're going to understand? Are they able to express themselves and understand through their ears? So sometimes right. our kids will understand when we pair our gestures with what we say, but they might not totally understand when we only speak it. You know, mm-hmm. there's all of those kind of things fall under language, whether it's taking in information or putting out information through
0: yes. words.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Tell, tell us a little more about listening. I know you said something about mm-hmm. like obedience and things like that, but just listening as a skill for our yes. children.
1: Yeah. Oh Boy, you, you are hitting on so many really <laughs> important topics. And I, I guess my first thought is to let our listeners know that like every one of these topics is a deep well of information and we are going to skim the surface <laughs> on, right. on yeah. each of these. So when we talk about listening, I think of it from the perspective of it is a skill to listen is a skill. And so there are many things that can interfere with a child's ability to listen. Some of it is obviously the actual hearing mechanism to do their ears work. And then there's the link between the ears and the brain. Uh, Is the linking working? And then there is, of course, the understanding and comprehension in the brain. So do we have that vocabulary and all that language? Is that working? And then we also have um, our processing Of the information is that working? And then there's also sometimes we teach our children not to listen by our (sighs) own behavior. And that is a huge piece that we don't really think about. But sometimes our kids don't listen because we don't listen.
0: And Mm. we don't realize
1: that we're looking at our phone when we're listening to them. So our children know that they're not required to look at somebody when they're being listened. You know, like there's that piece of what have we actually taught them. So if you listen to what I just like named (laughs) off the skimming of the top of this great big bucket, um, there's a lot of different areas where listening can break down and it doesn't mean that it's a disobedience thing. It could be attention. It could be, you know, so many things. So listening is a skill. And it is a skill that we help our children to gain by also noticing where it is that they might be weak. And that goes back somewhat to the language of play that I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. Because if we explore with our children, like, what did you understand and what didn't you understand? (laughs) No, you wouldn't say it like that to our children. But you would look at their behavior to figure out what it is that they did understand. And when you read their behavior, you will see what they didn't understand.
0: So if you say,
1: um, don't put that cup on the counter and the child smiles and puts it on the counter, what they heard was either a shortened part of the sentence. Like maybe they could only process the last three words
0: Mm -hmm. or
1: maybe, um, they just don't know that on don't
0: they couldn't mm. hear,
1: you know, like their auditory processing, their acuity. Maybe they can't hear some of that. Maybe their attention was only so long they can't get five words in. Maybe they weren't paying attention because they were actually petting the dog. And by the time they tuned into you, uh, they heard cup on the counter. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs>
0: like, did it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there
1: are so many things. And as parents, when we learn to step back and, and look at the behavior that our children have, and read their body language and and their attentiveness to you. So when your child does that and they smile and they put it on the counter, so proud that they have done what you said and they're doing exactly the opposite of what you said, (laughs) there isn't an intent to disobey even though they disobeyed.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. So then
1: we need to speak with them with the idea of what they intended in mind and go exploring, go experimenting Mm -hmm. with them, discovery, you know, like find out what they were thinking.
0: I love that. And you said a word that a lot of our parents say, and it's my child doesn't have an attention span. They cannot pay attention. Yes. Are there any tips? Is there a tip that you could give us about how to help our children attention span increase?
1: I do. In fact, I got an episode on that too. <laughs> oh, yes. <y'all>. yes. <laughs> So, yes, yes, yes. So let's start with the idea of knowing. And I say knowing because we have a different thing in 2023 than would have happened, you know, 20 years ago. And that is our technology. Mm -hmm. Our technology is such that we have so many trips and triggers to change our attention that if your child has been exposed to technology, it is very reasonable to think seven seconds is about the attention span we can expect. And that is like amazingly short. That's so amazing. that is a training ground. You know, we need to take some of the technology away and give our children opportunities to practice attention. because attention too, for some kids is a skill. We know there's attention deficit disorders and things like that. But even with that, we practice. And yeah, there's skill yeah. building. Yeah. And it's not just that you medicate and they can pay attention. right Or, that. or we just say so and and kiddos, Will pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's a skill like other things. And since we have our technology by nature has caused our kiddos and us to mm-hmm. shorten our attention spans, we have to remember that even for us, the practice of paying attention for a longer period of time is an important thing for us too to practice. And I'm I'm guilty too, because too. the more I have used technology, the more I realize, yeah, I'm paying attention to somebody. And then right in the middle of our conversation, I can, yeah, squirrel, Girl. I, I away <laughs> or away or think of something else. And, you know, like, even if it's, I need to rotate the laundry, you know, like it, mm-hmm. those thoughts it derail me from being present. Yeah. And it's happening for our kids too, except they don't have a filter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they'll say, oh, look at the blocks or whatever they're saying. So anyway, that's one thing to just remember in the background. The thing that I see, if I was to give one tip to parents on attention, I would say it's this, get your child's attention before you begin speaking.
0: Ooh, that, yeah. (laughs) I
1: very often see parents say a statement of what they want and then their child's name at the end of it. So get in the car, Johnny, is Mm -hmm. a very, very different command than saying, hey, Johnny, and then getting eye contact, and then saying, Mm -hmm. get in the car. Yeah. The results are so different. Yeah. So if I was to whittle down to a step one that is, you know, like, what would I say? That's probably what I'd say. And then so attention first, give a short command, and have in your mind that we are practiced at short attention span. So know it's a skill and give yourself opportunities to
0: practice. Yes. Oh, I love that. I'm going to make sure I'm doing that with my (laughs) kids too. (laughs) Now you said you're working on a series on the podcast, The Language of Play right now? Yes.
1: Yes. Before you push record, we did talk about that. And right now my series is about speech sound development. Okay. So what is it that parents can do if they suspect or wonder if their child has a speech delay? That would be they're not able to say the sounds. So what I did, and and I need to, you know, like I want to wrap it up in a summary, and that's not out yet, but by the time you hear this, uh, folks, yeah, it'll probably be out. Yeah. Um, what I'm What I've done is I have taken the skills of what is it that we do as Speech Paths, in order to get our students to be able to learn those sounds. And beginning is always to build that relationship, the rapport. Mm-hmm. And then we teach our children how to look. And then in my series, I talk about, well, what does it mean to actually look? And that's kind of like attention, like you're talking about. Yeah. And then after that, we get them to learn to listen. <laughs> and so we just talked about some of the facets of listening. Yes,
0: that's perfect.
1: And then after that, um, we talk about uh, copying. And so copying too, there are, there are facets of copying and what kind of skills and motor development and cognitive abilities does a child have to be able to copy? And so there's different parts of that as well. From having that as a foundation to, and, and parents, if you have any kiddos that have speech sound difficulties or anything, I would say that if you practice these look, listen, and copy In games, like you're looking in the mirror and maybe you're going to just stick out your tongue. You're not actually playing, um, you know, sound games, but you're playing with look, listen and copy as Uh the game in and of itself. Maybe you're going to, maybe you've got an older child and you're going to play with crayons and do what I do. Or then after that, you're going to play outside balance beam on a board, you know, to look at me, to listen to me and to copy me is mm. each one of those things is a skill that takes some building and we forget that our children are building all these building blocks but they do need to so anyway that's that's where i would say the beginning is and then you know when you come into my series you'll see that i've applied it to various sounds applied it to a w to an r to an l to an Ooh, the
0: r <laughs> yeah the,
1: the dreaded r the yeah. um the noticing sound differences. So I think I chose to do it with F, S and TH. So mm-hmm. they're very yes. similar. How do we teach our children to hear sound differences? And then I mentioned K and G in some ways that, you know, that is a, a feeling like it's mm-hmm. in the back of the throat. They mm-hmm. can't really see it, but they kind of can, yeah. but more from the outside than the inside. Um yeah, so I just break it down into the different just just some. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of sounds, and I picked five.
0: You know, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Yay. we have really enjoyed you, Miss Dina Lynn. Please tell our mommies where they can hear more um, about you and just learn more about what you have. Thank you,
1: Shannon. That is delightful. I do have a Facebook group, and I think you're going to leave the link in the
0: show yes. notes, right? Okay, I'm gonna good. Leave so the show notes down the bottom.
1: Yes, I have recently started this Facebook group. So come join my Facebook group where you can ask me any questions you want to. And then um, hello at the language of play is my email. And then, of course, come to my podcast, the language of play, and you will hear well, you can look through all the titles and see what it is that addresses what it is you're concerned about. There's lots and lots and lots of free information on that podcast. And maybe that will be enough to uh, answer your questions. And if not, email me. And I would love to put your question into an episode. And, um, And even if I've got coaching courses and things like that too. So
0: it's all good. Yes, thanks, girl. We loved having you on the show. And we can't wait to hear and learn more from you. Oh, You're fantastic,
1: Shannon. And I want to say listeners, Shannon's work is amazing. <laughs> I was so glad when I met her. I thought, oh, she is a perfect fit, like hand in glove. I love this woman. She is doing mm-hmm. such good in the world. And I'm glad you have found her. I'm glad you're listening here. And I just give her kudos, kudos, kudos.
0: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for Dina Lynn spending time with us. Dear Lord, teaching us more about listening skills and attention skills and speech and language development. Lord, we pray that we would be able to apply these strategies and tips to our lives. It's in Jesus' name, amen. All right, mama, you got this. I love you. Remember, you can get a free coaching call still if you book that down in the link in the show notes. And I will see you next time. To God be the glory. Did you learn something during today's show? I really hope so. If your answer is yes, you owe it to yourself to join the Keys to Kindergarten Readiness Facebook community. Guess what? It's absolutely free and you get to connect with other like-minded sisters in Christ who are on the same journey as you. They're raising their children to be smart, independent preschoolers who love Jesus. And lastly, I have a favor for me. If you enjoyed the show, please, please, please write us a review. It's really quick. It'll you take you less than 30 seconds. And it's the way people can find out about the show and keep the free tips coming. Okay. Have a blessed day.